0: You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Hey, before we get into this episode, I wanted to tell you about a couple of our partners. These are some of the folks that help us keep the podcast going and they've been nice enough to offer some exclusive discounts for our listeners. Now, if you've watched this on YouTube, you all know how we love to display our kicks when we're not rocking them. Sneaker Throne makes sneaker display cases featuring customizable LED lights, drop side cases to showcase your entire shoe, not just the heel, not just the toe, shoe trees, a number of other sneaker related accessories. You can save 10% on your Sneaker Throne order by using the code history. You can find a link to Sneaker Throne in the description, or you can just head to sneakerhistory.com sneakerthrone and it will send you directly to their site. Again, that's 10% off with the code history. Our friends at Prospect are the premier streetwear brand and sneaker boutique based in sunny San Diego, California. One of my favorite places. Prospect is not your typical hype East Haven, though. They carry classic footwear from brands like Asics, New Balance, Puma, Saucony, as well as local and globally known streetwear brands like Belief, Illust, Rottweiler, Stussy, and many others. Not to mention their own Prospect label and the iconic Just a Kid from Dago collection. If you're a listener of the podcast, you can save 10% on all of your orders from Prospect through their website with the code history10. That's promo code history10 at prspctsd.com. If you or someone you know is interested in sponsoring the podcast or becoming a partner with our community, get in touch with us. You can reach us by email at podcast at sneakerhistory.com, and we'll get back to you with information about how we can partner. And now for today's episode.
1: Jordan trying to shake oh, off Snarks. Oh, 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 what a moment! Oh, oh. change with no reward for human life. Final seconds. Bryant for the win.
0: Iverson against Gilbert. The crowd on its feet. Allen for the
1: win. Welcome to The sneaker history podcast.
2: How's everybody doing? Welcome to another episode of the sneaker history podcast. I'm Robbie. Chilling here with my man, Brendan Nichols, and we're about to have a great interview episode. Brendan, how you doing, man?
1: I'm pretty good. It's almost Friday, so I'm happy to be here. A uh, good way to end my Thursday, if for sure. Man,
2: and it's, a, it's been a big transitional period for you, and we're gonna go mm-hmm. more into that, so definitely a long week. I'm sure a lot of people in the past week have probably had a long five to six days, so if you're here with us, thank you for tuning in. We're gonna cover Brennan's story in sneakers you've had a couple different roles in the game and what made my ear perk up when i first saw you and started talking to you is you do stuff that everybody uses in sneakers or sees or interacts with or Mm -hmm. is around but might not think of it as a role or something they could do i like to have people on interviews that can stimulate people's brain to think I can do more than just take pictures of shoes and try to get influencer money. Yeah. I can do more than just be a designer. I can do more than just be the athlete. There's a ton of people in the network of sneakers that make what we love move, and I think you play a key role in that. And uh, and your past experiences. So, I'm gonna quit talking. I'm gonna pass over to you. Let's start off with just you know who you are and um, what got you into sneakers.
1: Yeah, uh, of course. My name is Brennan Nichols from Chicago. Um, currently, I am a um, product owner of Team Sports at Adidas. Um, just last week, I was the operation, site operation engineer at Foot Locker, which really people ask what that is. It's pretty much when you go to a website, uh, anything will stop you from adding to cart. Um, I fixed that. So I'm um, also part of all the launches, like the Yeezy launches, the Droid launches, the, the Dunk launches. Pretty much anything atomic or a hot launch. I help set it up. I help launch it. I help control traffic so the sites won't crash. So that was my role at Foot Locker. Now at Adidas, I'm on Team Sports. So we're relaunching um, the locker room. And uh, my team, pretty much, as you know, Adidas is strictly, mostly um, a very sports driven company. Mm-hmm. So my job, my new role will help relaunch um, for 20, 2022. You have a good look. Everything you can do with four sites, we're going to try to put in on one site to give it more of a user-friendly um, look and feel and go with the five-year plan of being more digital-based and mm-hmm. more um, hype these they would like to say. like They like to compete with the, the other company in Portland with the check and just to get more... Um, leverage in the industry um how that's i got my fantastic. yeah i got my start in sneakers actually in college i was an intern at a sneaker boutique called self and i was hired for marketing and special events and that's why i got my love for sneakers love to uh, interaction love with just the culture i created something called like first fridays um and second Saturdays. so pretty much on Fridays, from like 10 at midnight, I have a party, uh, DJ, food, drinks, and then those two hours, everything's half off. And me and my team made more money for the stores that they did all day. So, that... So, half off and you get drinks? Is this in Chicago? Yeah, it was in the west of Chicago. Um, this is probably... Uh, Thirteen years ago, I, was going, I, I mean, that, that's a
2: thirteen-year-old deal to get half off and drinks. Like, damn.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, like, they it was a it's a test I asked, give me like, give me one month and see if it works. And then that first one, they made well, me and my team made so much money for the store that we got weekly, we got a monthly. Then we had two stores. We did the first Friday, then we did the second Saturday. Same deal. Fridays on night, Saturdays during a day, and we we cashed out and uh, made a lot of money. And then from there, I asked for a job in the in the boutique and I got a job and then from they there um, yeah I got a job and then I um, I went, I was in, in the school of business so like I love sneakers but also wanted to you know do something with business. So I had an opportunity with the Bulls, a funny edge got the shirt on and I did on um, um, the social impact side of the Bulls, like the the volunteering and the charity side of it. So while mm-hmm. I I was working at sneaker shop, also working for the Bulls. Until I graduated, so that's how I got my started. uh, I started in sneakers. It's pretty much. Where's your
2: alma mater? While while we're on the topic,
1: UIC uh, University of Chicago. So, pretty good business college. Uh, So in school, like I didn't know. Like I know now, there's so many different uh, revenues and different streams of income and sneakers. I just thought Mm -hmm. that you're business, you got to be accounting, or you got to start your business, or you got to be IT. I didn't know. And my major was entrepreneurship, which combines all the different majors from accounting to marketing to management to IT to um, finance. And so my first job out of college was actually uh, at the Chicago Urban League. So, with the Chicago Urban League, I had a 13 week internship that um, I created like one big conference, like 25,000 people. That was my whole internship. Just 13 weeks to get up to the last week. And then that was it. So after I got done with that, um, I was like, I'm going back to my roots. I started throwing parties. So at, at 22, 23 years old, I was doing one party a week, and I was making a, like $1,000 in cash. So at that age, I'm like, why well, get a job if I'm making $1,000 yeah. in cash? I only got to work a couple hours. But my mom um, just retired from Bank of America after like 27 years. Like, I didn't pay for you to go to school to throw parties, so go get a job. <laughs> So I went to get a job, and I, I worked um, as a financial strategist for Mass Mutual. Hated it. Had to shave my face, had to wear a suit every day. And when you win it, you win it. When you losing, you're just a number to them. And I like that feeling of just being a number. So I said, maybe I should go back to tech. So my first job in tech was not in sneakers. It was actually at this company that um, created software for, like, stores like family dollar or um kmart to put retail in stores yeah retail to put in request to get like the roof leak fix or plumbing things so that was cool that, that's how i got my start in tech um uh, fast forward a few years uh, a couple of tech jobs here and there i, I got a uh, opportunity with google so google's really will launch me and start getting me noticed by a lot of companies because it's of course it's google Mm-hmm. So I had a two-year contract with Google. And after that, uh, go back to my entrepreneurship roots, I helped open up a restaurant, and it was very successful. Um, so I helped that open. Once that got opened, I said, okay, now I think I'm ready to take my shot and get in the sticker industry because I have the experience. I have I know how to build anything up because I built a restaurant literally from the ground up. So I found an agency that recruits for Foot Locker, had a good interview, met the boss, and pretty much the, the golden question, why should I choose you over everyone else? I said, well, I might like engineering experience, but I, I guarantee no one will come in his office and know about sneakers than me. And he's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I live it, I'm the customer, so I know what the customer wants, so give me an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. So he gave me a shot, and that was in like 2018. So from 2018 to last Friday, I was working um, at Foot Locker. Then I got presented an opportunity with Adidas and here I am. And here we are. Yeah. That's, I mean, so I can
2: think of almost five different industries in in that journey there. And what it all comes down to, and I'm sure we see the Instagram posts of like um, Samuel Jackson didn't start making it big till he was, you know, later in life. And people don't start changing and making the moves they want to make until later in life. You, didn't, you weren't even later in life, but the, the point of that statement is you can – it's never too late. It can be early. You can maybe be fresh in a career, um, and you're unhappy, and you just make a pivot. It could be later in a career, mm-hmm. but don't let anything weigh you down. You said you didn't like feeling like a number, and I'm sure there's somebody out here listening who feels like a number right now and who yeah. loves sneakers and maybe has the background or doesn't have the background but has the drive and can kind of make moves happen like you did. So you're in Chicago. You you just said that you've always had the love for sneakers. You are you're, you're passionate about it organically in yeah. your interview with Footlocker. Yeah. What's what's the shoe that got you into it? I'm guessing it's something bulls related, but I'm just I'm guessing.
1: I mean, my the Grail sneakers, I was I was gonna be the Jordan one with the, the black toe. But the shoe that I like I love just like the story of it. I love the way it looks. Is probably have to be Air Max ninety five uh Neo. Okay. So, like, I remember in 95 when it came out, and I'm like, damn, this shoe look. I I don't know it's Ron was probably a little kid, like, this shoe was kind of, I don't know why I said at the time, it's sexy, right? It's like, it got it the is, green, no. it got the, the neon highlighter popping, and then it just, this is a cool looking shoe. It, it, and it age, what, 25 years later, 20 years later, it still looks the same, It still, it's a great shoe. It's still a good That's enough like shoe it.
2: to probably have enough traffic on that footlocker site to boggle it down a little bit when that drop happened.
1: Yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah.
2: What's wild to me. And I'm sure what a listener or two might be thinking right now is all right, well, I hear nothing but bot bullshit <laughs> and like sneaker news and all this yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So like, what does the site engineer do to, I mean, I'm you're not the police, you can't combat bots yeah. like that, but, but what do you do in the sneaker drop process? Yeah. To have it go as smoothly as possible
1: yeah right? that's a good question um yeah. one thing we can do is control traffic we have different tools that we use to like when it launches we have zero traffic open right so as we see um zero traffic we open it to one percent then five percent and that allows like um well all about it is it's like uh no a robot and it goes over and over trying to get pairs, get pairs, get pairs, get pairs. So if we control traffic, really shut the site down without crashing it, Um, Mm -hmm. it can't get in. You can't really control bots, to be honest. Only thing you can do is uh, respond to them because once you control one bot, another bot's going to pop up. So it's ever ever changing. It's like one of those things that- um, It's like cancer. (laughs) Yeah, like you think you got it, and it pops back up, yeah.
2: But um, I don't think people understand and, and I get frustrated too sometimes. You're on the Adidas launch, you're on footlocker.com you're, you're wherever you are and you can't get in you're just like, oh damn it, everything sucks but like, you you probably have first hand insight of just how many people are trying to access that website at one time and buy a shoe. So it's like
1: yeah.
2: they do the best they can, they as in retailers and brands, but it's like when there's a billion people trying to buy x amount of things Uh, it is what it is is what it is
1: yeah it's different dashboards we can look at and to see the traffic i think the craziest one i've seen was like in one like one minute span of like 2.8 um clicks i mean like 2.8 minutes (laughs) at the same time and then we have a lot of pairs but like if it's like a jordan or a yeezy like Mm -hmm. like feel like it's not like a it's not his own brand. You take everybody else's brand and we sell it for him. So if Man. Nike's mad at us, they might only send us like a, a thousand pair of the Jordans that's coming. I of like ten thousand. So that's even like two million people for a thousand pair. Of course, it's gonna crash or try to crash. Same for mm-hmm. uses and we found at Adidas, and they pick and choose what uses the sense of locker because sometimes they stingy. Sometimes you know they just don't want. Them. So no, definitely it's different. Yeah.
2: I am a former, and one of our other co-hosts, we're both former um, foot employees, and he used to work at Foot Action and our champs, and I used to work at a house of hoops. So it's like, yeah, the the stock can be so different, and that's just a store. You're trying to service an online community (laughs) of what, 2.4 million plus people, and it's just, it's bananas. It Um, is. How did that kind, so how did that skill, it may not be directly transferable, but how did that experience at Foot Locker prepare you for what you're going to be doing with Team Sports now and with Adidas?
1: It's it's still launches. It's just different. Um, Team Sports is more calm and it's more custom because, like, uh, my role will uh, work with anyone outside of pros, so, like, the amateurs, the the, 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 the direct leagues, the things that you want, your uniform made by Adidas, but you're not going pro. It's the Mm -hmm. people that really, like, the summer leagues or the people that's very serious about the sport, but it's just not a pro. So they'll come to us and they want a custom Adidas um, soccer outfit with the shoes, with the hat, with the whole get up. And we'll um, press it out, make it make it custom and uh, launch it. Um So I'm excited for it. Like We're relaunching the whole concept of what we're doing. Because before you just go, you you click, you click, you click, and then you just pick whatever. But now it's going to be more of a custom feel to it. And um, I'll help out with building some tools that you'll go to and build out what you want. And then once it gets to us, we'll make sure that um, it's as um, sexy as possible.
2: So I could, in theory, start a sneaker history basketball team and just be – Totally three striped out. Yeah. Proper.
1: Yeah. Because uh, since, okay. since Adidas is um, very, it's Germany based, of course, mm-hmm. uh, Germany based, you know, the UK is going to be heavy in it because you no know, soccer, aka football, is heavy. Football
2: world over there.
1: it's over there. So, of course, that's like the bread and butter. But of course, the US, if you want like the sneaker history, like baseball team or whatever team, yeah please let me know. It'd be my special project.
2: <laughs> That'd be sick. I mean, it just sounds like, I mean, this, like, uh, my Adidas just on crack. We're like, just really go crazy and kind of have a whole a whole kit would be insane. With the Olympics going on right now and all these team sports, thinking about Europe, that would, the, the presence of being based in Europe and the soccer slash football culture in that part of the world, that, that's a really smart business to bring back. Yeah. That's a really I like that move.
1: I'm looking forward to. It, yeah. And then on mm-hmm. both sides, they still own Reebok and Reebok and Adidas making a lot of moves, picking up. But they got like Kirby is over creative design there and they got still got Frank the Butcher. That's over storytelling, which I think mm-hmm. is pretty dope on the Reebok side.
2: No, definitely is. I mean, so speaking of this dope storytelling, you pulled out a shoe before we started talking. What pull your Adidas back out? Tell me about that shoe you've been rocking i had never seen her maybe i had and i forgot about it
1: but that's clean yeah yeah this is the um the vic lloyd low forum uh it's called chicago goes harder it's pretty much his whole concept behind it was chicago's a kind of like a blue collar city and so his campaign was him with like a firefighter with a cop with a doctor with a construction worker with a um with a teacher so pretty much giving back to people that's that's not the cool possession but they still without them the world wouldn't go um evolve properly so i mm-hmm. thought it was cool it's the second shoe with adidas he did one for um, all-star weekend 2020 in chicago it was sold out and this one's selling pretty well too
2: you said it came with uh like different straps or something or yeah, laces. different
1: straps i should have brought them over but it's different now you're straps, good. It's... Different, different straps i think it's like a, a neon and a purple strap they got some colorful laces uh, and it's i think it was retailed at maybe like um 100 bucks oh, so f- it's not a good
2: new. collab then it's, it's crazy just yeah. hearing some like nonsense collab news in the yeah in the news recently and it's like good collabs do come out that aren't that crazy in that
1: and it's a enough the same i know you heard of joe fresh goods um they partners so joe joe oh. is at, um new balance they all got a shop together it's him it's vic joe and um, terrell they all got uh fight tiger in chicago together man people
2: so i'm just gonna put this out here people always talk about new york with sneakers like la with sneakers like chicago's been doing it with just like the like niche not completely niche, but just like smaller community shops and just like mm-hmm. people sleep on Chicago when it comes to sneakers. Sometimes I feel like it's like it's yeah, what the it's second Chicago. biggest um, city on the East Coast or the biggest city in the Midwest, but like top five biggest cities in the country. Like, yeah, there's a million people out there rocking heat and just like,
1: yeah. And Chicago has some OG shops. They got like, of course, leaders. Leaders is huge uh, mm-hmm. like with Corey and Diego. Then we got Fly with Dave Jeff. And we got a, uh, we got Juggernaut, we got St. Alfreds, we got Success. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of shops that have been around 15, 20 years that's a staple, right? A lot of people grew like, I grew up on Leaders, right? So now, to go talk to them and go to Leaders and get Vic Shoe that started from Leaders that got his own shop. So, like, leaders and fly as like the godfather of street and sneaker wear and then yeah, everybody get their own shots but they support 100% yeah
2: it's crazy and so you got like the, the shop front but then like on the court or the people selling the shoes obviously you have MJ and all that hoopla the fantastic hoopla that was mm-hmm. his career but then even you have like the second son Derek Rose coming in and keeping a data basketball revide, revitalized yeah. and reviving it even a bit just like those two athletes, very different, very short, different careers, different in many ways. But just like their impact on sneakers in that city and like putting the city on the map, like you yeah. had to be around around that time. Young kids who only know Derrick Rose is slow and broken mm-hmm. as a New York Knick. But yeah. there was a time where like me on the West Coast, he was must see, must see TV. I was tuning in. Yeah. But it's Yes Network, right?
1: In um, Chicago. Um. By, uh, WGN.
2: Yeah. Yeah. WGN. Um. Yeah. Yes. Is uh New York my dumbass. Um. Yeah. yeah WGN. Yeah. It's like I had to tune into those games to see what Derek Rose was doing, and just amazing.
1: Yeah. And his hike. I was doing was my, my big party days, and he used to come to my parties. Before the big contract, before the big contract, after the big yeah, contract, yeah. he laid low, right, but before the big contract him and his he always be with him his and his two big brothers, that's it, and it's come mm-hmm. through hang out, go home, very cool dude, but after the big contract, of course, you just gotta change your life when you get of course, big, con- big contract.
2: You, you you now have <laughs> amount of money you could probably start a country, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: so you gotta play smart with that, so I mean, that's a good piece of advice, so. Once you start getting bags, you might want to like straighten yeah. up. Not, not like Derrick Rose wasn't straightening up, but just like you know, have your ducks in a row as you start making money. Yeah, yeah. Um, what's a what's a piece of advice or two that you've gotten from a mentor or somebody in your life?
1: <laughs> My bad. No, you're good. Out nowhere.
2: We all have pets. You're all good. Um, so that's a really good piece of advice. Thinking about. You know, having your having your affairs in order as you start making money. Like, what's what's a piece of advice that's helped you on your sneaker career to help you get to where you are? Like, what's not even the best, but just like yeah. what's some helpful advice you've gotten? Actually, to help get to where the you are? Same,
1: the same mentor that asked me ha, help give me an internship at the sneaker shop, she told me a few things. She told me one it's more funny. Like, Brenda, you need more than a nice smile to get through life, right? So later on, I was like, what do you mean by that? She really meant. Find a niche and become a subject matter expert on it. So whatever your niche is, find that and become, like, go crazy for it. If it's sneakers, learn everything you can, fun facts, or how you make a shoe. You want to go on the design side, you want to go on the marketing side, you want to go on the social side. Find your niche, become expert. So that's the one I took. Um, could I design sneakers? Yeah, I could, but uh, that's not my strong strength strong Mm -hmm. side like the engineering side the product side storytelling things like that that's why i study it i know a lot about sneaker history i know about just like the just the culture of it so that's why i've been doing the last what part 15 years just learning 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 making connections and doing webinars volunteering at uic anything i can just get in front of people just talk no matter what the topic is just to network that's what i've been doing for the last yeah about 15 years
2: it's treated you well let's put it that way
1: yeah yeah so it's kind What's of crazy, crazy is big. like
2: i feel like people sit on their hands sometimes and, and they think like oh i have the knowledge cool well like a lot of people know a crap ton about shoes so like what else can you bring to the table to, to make you a subject matter matter expert. So for you, it's it's not just only the shoes, but just like, how do shoes work on the internet? And that's a really layman way of saying it or yeah. wrapping it up. But just like, you have to have sneakers plus something nowadays. You just can't have a love for sneakers. We all love it. But you have to have a skill alongside with it. And what's really powerful with your story is you have the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship like spirit within you. You have the education and you also have the drive to network you're you're not sitting you're not sitting on your hands you're you're out here trying to talk to people um what's so you you brought up networking and and talking to people um i saw that you're doing some work with yellow brick sneakers i saw a cool little tag on your on your story tell me more about that some kind of seminar or something webinar
1: yes a webinar uh well yellow brick is pretty much a online um Core online courses, right? They have like Mm -hmm. specialty courses, like sneakers, uh, fashion, streetwear, um, gaming, product design, things like that. Uh, Global sports. So, with my background with in global sports and also sneakers, I became I became an ambassador. So the webinars, pretty much, they thought it'd be kind of cool because um, you, you don't meet a lot of people that actually work at Adidas corporate. So that might be someone's dream job, right? So he's like, let's do a webinar how to land your dream job. And so you could give them like, tips for interviewing or how to do your resume or questions to ask in interviews or how to, to to search for a job. So Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't have all the answers, but that's why I can tell them what I know and then I leave it open for any questions they might have and I answer just to best of my ability. This is my second one. I did one in uh, March. About 500 people tapped in, so hopefully that many or maybe 1,000 tap in this time. And from there, I maybe I can help someone get the job they want or at least start the path. So, yeah.
2: So what's interesting is that I've ran into this problem in my own job searches. So let's say you're on adidas.com, Adidas North America, you're looking through stuff. Mm -hmm. You probably don't understand what the job description, like the nomenclature of what they're asking for and like Mm -hmm. what you can do might get blurry. So like I can do X, Y, Z, Adidas is saying it or another brand is saying it. um, The same X, Y, Z is in a different language. Like how do you, how would you help someone find? I've never had a better describe yeah, okay, this. Maybe you kind okay. of get what I'm saying. Just like it's hard as hell to read the description sometimes and figure out what the I job got, is.
1: I got the perfect example for you. This probably helps somebody out there. Before I got hired at Adidas, I applied to Reebok, which is the the baby company of Adidas, mm-hmm. three times. I got to the last stage three times and got rejected three times. So I was like, the email was like, "Oh, we love you, we love you, but we want we want someone internally." So I'm like. Okay, internally, that's the that's only word they said was eternal, right? So me, looked on LinkedIn, I found someone that worked uh, in, on the branding side, on the pr- product side, reached out, asked him to hop on a call for a few minutes. So I asked questions like, how did you get hired there? What did you do? What's tips? you like, like, oh, make sure your resume uh, aligns with the description. So I was like, okay, what does that mean? Like, whatever they're asking for, make sure if you did it, you might have did it, and you, you wording it differently. So I went through my resume, and I said, "Okay, if it's concept to design, I said, okay, well, if I did ABC, that that is concept to design.' So I just changed it in my resume. Okay, uh, expert in concept design, whatever it is, right? And then I make sure it's clean, make sure you no know, typo, the, the regular stuff, and then I uh, saved it and I reapply for another position, and it hit right a couple of days later. And he was like, "Yeah, I love your resume." And then, the, no, it's first the first screening um, call. So at the end call, you have any questions? I do. Why did you pick me? Because at that time, I got nothing to lose. Like, why did you pick me of a hundred people? Right? He said, "Yeah, oh, that's a good question. Well, your resume stood out to us. Like, you had the keywords, and the resume is very clean. And then your you're an engineering out, So you got the experience. And yeah, I understand." Blah, blah blah. I said, "Okay." And and that's when I knew, like, I could do a webinar to help someone else out. Cause no point in me figuring this out and not sharing it, right? Like, cause it's not gonna make me any different. Like, I have my job, so like, you are gonna take my job because I told you a secret? Amber, it's not a secret. It's kind (laughs) of
2: so many gatekeepers, and the fact that you just said that, like, say that one more time, because you have a job already doesn't mean you can't help somebody figure it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. So that's why. I all right, fine. Because at the time, I guess also I, I had the leverage. that I, I did have a job that was a dope job. So I'm like, okay, but I know that's not my end, my end goal. I want, I want to be on a product side. So I'm gonna take the lead. I don't care how many times I fail, I can get back up, keep going. So I kept going, and then um, I got that one chance, and then every um, interview, I like, I just impressed them. And then i got the offer
2: yeah the power of wording so i mean yeah no shade to adidas i mean every place gives their own reasoning why you don't get accepted somewhere even after you've done well internal has nothing to do with your language being incorrect on your resume that's just what they were saying that's a beautiful story like if anybody takes anything from this find somebody seek them get Mm -hmm. the answer adjust
1: because that didn't take what, more, than,
2: more than 10 minutes to find a person, 15 minutes to find a person. Mm-mm.
1: I'm, that's going to be part of webinar, how to find someone, what to search for, the keyword. And the how small the world is, the one person I found that responded, yeah, we hop on a call. She works at the same gym as my fiance. Is that the great? <laughs> the same gym as my fiance? She's like, yeah, I go to the gym on this tree. I was like, what time? Because my fiance goes every morning at 6 a.m. I'll not go in the afternoon, but I'm probably seeing them crossing. Small world.
2: Very small. Yeah, and again, well, if you sit on your hands, you don't open your mouth, you don't I move. Mean,
1: it could be that a little happens. awkward. It could be a little like whatever, but just get over that. And and like you you don't have to do a FaceTime. Just like talking on the mm-hmm. phone. Like, and like, can you help me? And like, well, I can help you do this. Like, well, and just be honest, like, I want this. Can you help me do this? If not, can you point me in the right direction? Right. So she told oh. me the tip about the resume. So I changed, I swear to you, I changed probably maybe 10 words. I changed like the my overall objectives. And then I went through my um, duties and my current job and just made it more. Um,
2: in line with the they in line line with this description. Job. Yeah.
1: And so, and also go to your previous course. How do you know what they asked for? I literally just take a, a, a chunk of the description and just google it if it asks you for like concept of design you put it concept of design and actually what, what exactly is that and you have to be honest with yourself because um someone told me a long time ago another piece of advice if you lie you got to tell the same lie every time so so be like it's the difference between lying and kind of like massaging the truth like oh yeah i did this like if you did it one time you did it right yeah so you just gotta know that. So tell me that time you did it. You gotta know what you did and make sure they can uh, fill out five minute uh, response. That's it, man. Because we all pretty much we all figured to make it. man. When that's just see. so powerful. Yeah. It's
2: it's random. I mean, it's random in the best way. Ten words Is can it? change. Yeah. I mean, you can make money off of ten words.
1: <laughs> make money yeah. Of ten, ten words. words. Yeah. That's, yeah. So it's that's, that's I mean, tr- true story. Yeah.
2: I'm just I'm just happy for you to have the resolve. Because a lot of people would get a job at Footlocker or somewhere. like, Oh, this is the shit! Like I, I could do this for. I'm gonna do this for. I, I, I've arrived. I, I mission yeah. accomplished. And it's like, well, it's not always the job you have that's cool. It isn't always the mission accomplished. It's like yeah. it's the it's the step on the mission.
1: Yeah, I feel like is a great company, but I knew the end goal was I want to work on product and. Mm-hmm. Can I be a product manager for like Sure, but I still working on other people' product. Mm-hmm. With Adidas, I can do start to finish. I'm building the product out, so and then we can send it over to whoever. Right? It's your and, baby. Yeah, it's my baby. And, like, I worked on it. My, my portfolio it will grow like crazy, and then maybe, and even insurance. Yeah, it'd be more. um You know it's your baby like you said as your baby and you take more care and it's like you get up for a reason right like sometimes being an engineer just me this person talking sometimes you feel like a uh, a robot you do the same mm-hmm. thing every day you know auto drive and you just do it do it do it something breaks you know how to fix it your product every day is different right every single day is different and which I like it's like every sneaker has a story every product has a story too so that's what I like about it but that's just, what's second to your page like sneaker history like you give appreciation to like someone like Glenn Robinson which was a beast but a lot of people don't know Glenn Robinson they know his son but yeah Milwaukee buckets Like I remember him like he could never beat the Bulls but he held his own
2: yes he did and I appreciate that as we always try to not be like off kilter but you know this maybe some under the radar stuff maybe something you've forgotten maybe something you haven't seen in a while and you go oh that was good. That was fun. I remember that. You remember Big Dog giving this the work, but yeah, Big I think Dog. we need to end here because it's the most corny, you know, one-liner there is. But it's like when you're when you love what you do, it's not a job, and it becomes less of just like an everyday grind, like you were saying. So, yeah, I feel like you've successfully found a way to just find your happiness. I mean, that's that really is a beautiful thing to just not be set in what you're doing and just complacent so power to you brendan man that's a that's a great story um go ahead and tell the people where they can find you on the internet if you want to if you want to share where you are
1: and uh oh, yeah, of course you always find me on um instagram at wall street b So that's wall street b n i c um yeah
2: man so much fun having you here brendan nichols interview episode this is wrapped thank you everybody for tuning in have a great day morning afternoon whenever you're listening but it's, thanks for being here peace
0: hey everyone this is nick again before you take off i wanted to thank you for listening to the sneaker history podcast we just launched our new merch including tees stickers keychains and a bunch of other pieces you can grab to show your support for the podcast you can purchase it now through our companion site sittingtreasure.com you can also get access to more episodes of the podcast by joining our discord community at patreon.com slash Plus, we've got a bunch of other fun things going on in the community, including trivia nights, giveaways, access to sneaker raffles from around the world, release announcements, and my favorite, just good people helping good people get the sneakers they want. Plus, we're not bought by advertisers, investors, or other big money. I'm confident in saying this is the best sneaker community I've ever been a part of. We've also teamed up with a few partners to offer our supporters discounts. You can find some in the links for this episode and even more in our Discord. Give us a try, and if you don't enjoy it, you can always cancel the membership at any time. Last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of someone showing appreciation. Thank you all for the support, and we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace